In the name of the Father, of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, Every year in midsummer, our earth passes through a meteor belt called the Perseids. If you venture out at night and look in the right direction, you're very likely to see shooting stars as they enter our atmosphere and burn up on the way down. There is something about watching out for them that's both terrifying and awe-inspiring. They just suddenly appear out of nowhere and burn brightly, their tails streaming behind them rather like a stroke of lightning on time-lapse. Last year, I was sitting outside in my garden, looking out for these shooting stars. Suddenly, a searingly bright shooting star appeared, not high in the sky, but a few metres above my head. It skimmed over the roof of our house, over the garden and disappeared over the hedge behind me and presumably landed in the thicket beyond. It all happened so quickly. I had thought that the stars burnt up in the atmosphere, miles away from us, but this one was still burning all the way to Earth. What if it had landed on me? Would I have been burnt? Would my lips have been touched like Jeremiah's had been by a live coal? Within seconds, I was out of that chair and indoors. My encounter with something that had rained down from the heavens was much too close for comfort. But there was something in that experience that speaks of God, the grandeur, majesty and mystery that makes us want to respond, holy, holy, holy. There is a paradox You don't want to get too close to this mystery, but neither can you keep away. Something pulls us in towards the source as much as we can bear each time. It is heartening to know that in this time of great uncertainty and anxiety, many more people are turning to the churches. Churches are places for spiritual seekers who are searching for something that will take them away from the concerns of the immediate and into another realm. Here they can be comforted by the realisation that there is something much bigger than themselves. We call this something God. As we get to know God, we learn to lessen our desire to control things let go and put our trust in God instead. He is the one who is in control of everything and can be trusted, but at the same time is a part, other. This is the God who is holy, the same God who spoke to Moses at the burning bush, saying that the place where Moses was standing was holy ground. It often seems these days that in our culture, The holiness we used to attribute to God is in short supply. I don't necessarily mean in our forms of worship or in the language used, but because in this me-centred world we live in, the temptation is to make God too ordinary. God is in danger of becoming too much like one of us, in which case we are making God in our own image to fit in with our ideas of what we would like God to do for us. This God is pretty ineffective and impotent 
and is not really God at all? Where is the God whom we can only respond to as holy? Can we learn to recover the vision of the prophet Isaiah, who saw the Lord sitting on a throne? Seraphs were in attendance, supernatural beings who had six wings. In the presence of God they covered their feet and faces, and one called to the other, saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. We say a form of these words in the Eucharist at the Sanctus, just before the elements are consecrated. I wonder what it would be like if these words were a continual refrain on our lips. The Trinity is what the holiness of God looks like. The Trinity is a relationship of three persons in such unity with each other that they are called one, but within that unity are distinct players in the economy of salvation. We too are invited to participate in this relationship of holiness, of utter love towards the other, that we can only comprehend our existence through other people. This is holiness, the continual repurposing of our lives towards the purposes of God. This is why the brutal and merciless killing of the African-American George Floyd at the hands of a white policeman is so outrageous. The killing denied George his humanity. It denied that George was made in the image of God, as Christians believe every person of every race, colour and creed is. It denied God's very existence. But we know that God's healing presence is with humanity and in the created world for all time. God is intensely interested and concerned for the world and remains a powerful presence within it. God flows throughout all life. The holiness of God is found in all creation, reminding us that although we are mere human beings, we are nevertheless sought out by God, loved, honoured and cherished. Our calling is to live in relationship with God and with his created world. In 1877, the poet and Jesuit priest Gerard Manley Hopkins wrote a sonnet called God's Grandeur. It begins with the famous line, The world is charged with the grandeur of God. Imagine this charging to be like a flow of electricity. This charge jolts us to attention. It opens our eyes so we can see the extraordinary and the wonderful in the everyday things we would otherwise take for granted. But the sonnet continues, lamenting that we no longer pay heed to the divine. Instead, we look after our own interests, being more content to destroy the earth with our greedy search for wealth and so-called advancement than look after what we have been gifted. Here is a portrait of humanity, dislocated from its creator, small world people looking towards their own self-interest, then outwards towards the transcendent and magnificent God. Over 100 years later, the situation still seems familiar and entrenched. 
the poet's warning has gone unheeded, and we are no more able to cry out, Holy, 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 than before. So we must pick up our feet and learn again, because there is good news to be shared. To live as Trinity means feeling at one with ourselves, in our relationships with others, with the created world and with God. Trinity speaks of healing and wholeness, well-being and flourishing. Trinity speaks of forgiveness and reconciliation. Trinity is the unstoppable outpouring of God's love for the world. By faith, we are caught up in this love. Our response to all this love is to mirror it back into the world. As we are healed and made whole, so shall the world be. Thankfully, we don't have to encounter meteorites to get close to the things of heaven. There are other places. As you go about your lives this week, can you find places where God's grandeur can be found? Will you respond, holy, holy, holy? Can you feel God's love as Trinity, participating yourself within the life of Father, Son and Holy Spirit, recognising that your lives are part of all that is holy. May God bless you as you seek him. My dear brothers and sisters, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen. Amen.